All right. Uh, welcome to another episode of Anecdotes. Yeah. Uh, uh, Shiva here. Kyle here. And uh, different format this time. No video. Sorry, guys. Girls, there's uh, there's actually a video of me walking around. <laughs> I just started recording when I went down the elevator and went mm -hmm. up for food, so they'll see a table with food. Oh, and stuff. so you're gonna have like a bunch of clips like on top of the audio. This is basically 15 minutes of my day yesterday in really? one go. So this is like a special Shiver vlog cycle. Well, you don't actually see my face. I think you see Owen eating and Weppers mm. and Fogged, and you see Gods getting dessert. And yeah, very it's very exciting, <laughs> you guys. Uh, you know, spoilers right now, because mm -hmm. right now they probably only see me waiting for the elevator because the elevator took ages. Anyway, topics for today were um, we wanted to talk about tournament formats, right? Mm, that's a good one. And um, I mean, there's a lot of different tournament formats. Last year, DPC, there were a lot of complaints about tournament formats. Yeah, we had some god awful tournaments. Like, some really ridiculous ones. Third place matches mm -hmm. at majors. Like, uh, the should I just like launch into a monologue here? Like um, off we go. Launch we in about why format is important. Um, I think. Well, format's important because you want to ensure that the best, not just that the best team wins, but that the teams are given a chance to perform up to their potential. You don't. It's not about having first and last be what you'd expect. It's about ensuring that the team that finishes third and fifth and seventh are all finishing as close to those places as possible, mm -hmm. and that the format doesn't put two strong teams together too early or two very weak teams together um, in, say, like the upper bracket, uh, where one team is now top six, even though that, you know, they possibly would have lost every other match up in that upper bracket. Yeah, that makes sense. So, so we dedicate our lives to this, so it's nice to know that the people in charge try to give us a fair shot. All right, I'm going to also play devil's advocate here because mm. tournament organizers, they like to see, um, you know, they have a certain amount of days available per mm. tournament. They want to get over with the group stages as fast as possible because as a tournament organizer, those are not the most popular matches to stream because the stories are all in the actual elimination bracket or whatever they do. Uh, for example, personally, I don't like uh, the Swiss style. Oh. I think as a viewer, that is horrible because it's just a bunch of matches and who knows what's happening and what's going on. And then finally you got a seating and that's all great. And from that point onward, it starts to be exciting. But the Swiss thing itself, it's not that exciting to yeah. to follow. Well, to your, I mean, it's all about eliminating variants. And mm. Swiss is literally coin flip after coin flip. Um, you see this in Counter-Strike, actually, quite often, where weak teams will go 3-0 or 3-1. And then after the tournament ends, you'll look at the matchups they had to, like, make it to, like, Legend State or Top 8 or whatever. And you realize, oh, like, this team that looked great was actually playing against three of the bottom six teams in the tournament. Those were, were their wins. Mm -hmm. Maybe they had one real team to take down. And it just it's just not ideal, I guess. If you, you want to have... What is the ideal format? Well, that's kind of open to interpretation, to broadcast sim, uh, stipulations, uh, what the tournament's regulated to do, et cetera, et cetera. But I would argue that you're looking for a format that allows teams to play as many teams as possible on as many days as possible because you do have off days yep. because jet lag is a factor mm -hmm. because sometimes you just need a little more time to like get used to the tournament itself and like kind of maybe coming with the wrong thinking 
if you in this event as an example, if you lose on one day, now you're in a BO1 elimination. Not just that, you can be knocked to the lower bracket because you lost to one team, and that team might be the one of the best three in the event, maybe even the best. I had experiences, and when I was playing with Complexity, we had the worst luck ever. We had the three opportunities to play majors when there were GSL groups. Mm -hmm. And the first one, we had, I believe, OG and Liquid. They ended up in the finals. Sorry, Shanghai was first. EG and Liquid, first and third place, or second and third place. Manila, we had OG and Liquid. We also got wings in the BO1, though we were able to beat them. So... I don't think it gets worse luck, but we had OG Liquid. They finished first and second. The third time, um, I think it was Boston, and we got LGD EG. We managed to beat EG, but they again, those teams finished third, fourth, third, fourth. So point is, Peter made a point in a tweet. Yeah. They beat Payne. Payne looks like the worst team here, but Nip was now in the upper bracket. They take down EG. The first real time they're tested, now they're a top 16. Do yeah. you feel like... Pain is uh, already eliminated as well. They're now mm -hmm. lowest team. They lost to TNC, which is also a team that, according to some, yeah. should be in the top eight. Better yet, didn't they just win? Are they actually in the top? Yes, they're they are. actually in the yeah. top eight. I'm right not now. surprised either. Yeah. Astra lost yesterday, but they were relatively tilted. They still yes. came in as a very strong team. They're this close to beating EG. But how much can you actually control that? Because you've got, you've got a certain amount of days. And just as a comparison, this format is being criticized a lot m also because of that specific group, because of group, yeah. uh, what was it, A, that we followed, of the group with Nip and Pain Gaming in mm -hmm. it. Um, but, for example, last year, the Super Major mm -hmm. had the exact same format, and people loved it because there were no... Uh, sure yes? It had a GSL style? Yep, GSL style, four groups, sa exact same format. That's why they stuck with it, and it's like, okay, it was well-received. Uh, now, I know that last year, most of the formats were pretty shit, so um, yeah, in comparison, everything would look amazing. <laughs> the competition to some of those ESL 12-team events, like yeah. ev anything would be better than having a tournament stage where you literally you played two BO3s a day, mm. and then the final day you have a, a third-place match, which really just feels terrible even for the teams competing, and then the finals. You, you really just need double elimination because you have that great epic final day, the BO3 final, yep. into the grand final. Thinking back to DAC, which is like my favorite tournament of last year, you had LGDVP, this epic three-game clash, and then an epic five-game final. Yep. It becomes like a marathon for that loser bracket team, builds the storyline, the suspense. It's great. I mean, that, that was great. I think um, this season, this DPC season, it is super important to think about format because all of a sudden, being 16th compared to being 12th, yeah, as in that is, that is double the DPC points. Yeah. So that is pretty important. Well, the thing about Dota in comparison to other games is that preparation, it, it is much easier for an underdog team to win a series in Dota than I think it is in almost any other eSport. Because the depth of strategy, mm. um, the last pick potential for crazy heroes, the variance in some ways, you might get some lucky runes, uh, easy first blood, courier kill. Like, there's so many mechanics you can abuse. You, you know, you get broodmothered in a game and you get huskard the next, right? Yeah. Done. That's it. Like, you lost. And the big thing about Dota right now, especially in these 16 team brackets, is making the upper bracket. Because then you just need to win one series in your top six. Yep. And that's enough to get you to TI. In fact, if it's anything like last year, you get 
two or three top six finishes at majors, that could just be enough to win t to, to get a TI invite. Yeah. And we've seen qualifiers. OG's a qualifier team. They won TI. They beat teams that, you know, they you had one slot. You had to beat the TI winner if you wanted to go and even compete at the international. And that's what makes this so important. It's not about, you know, let's say Secret's the best team here. They would have beat everybody. You know, that's fine. They'll be first yeah. no matter what the format. Yeah. But it's important that you don't have a... I think the top three would have been the same regardless format, but it's important that the rest is also, well, skilled properly in terms of from top down, mm. in terms of uh, how good the teams actually are. And I don't think yeah. we'll actually have that this tournament. But I also think that this is the first tournament of the of the thing. And I have, I have for example, have talked to PGL. They're like, well, we don't know where this you know, hostility towards the format comes from because we ran the exact same thing at, at the Super Major and yeah. people were super positive. So something went wrong and, you know, they're in talks and they're they're trying to improve and, th and they are normally yeah. one of the organizers that, that listens very closely yeah. to what the community wants. Well, they care. Yeah. I love PGL for that. Yeah. You know that they're going to take the feedback and, and run with it. And the I've always advocated for bigger groups because yeah. in Dota, I think that you want to play as many different teams as possible. A lot of regions get locked into a very stale meta, mm -hmm. and it's also that there's certain matchups that are inherently unpredictable, right? Like if TNC has to go and play Fnatic, that you know Fnatic might not be able to beat TNC. The same way going back to uh, like TIs in years past, you had like Fnatic versus MVP, and MVP just couldn't beat Fnatic. They yeah. could beat like everybody else. The Kryptonite. Mm. Uh, my argument is that if you don't have time for a BO2 group stage, that's all good. But if we're going to do BO1s, easy way to solve what I think is a common concern, which is how do you prep properly for a BO1, especially when you consider how important selection is, Yeah. make home and away teams. So I know, looking at my schedule, I've got seven BO1s over the next three days. Three of these games I'll be home, four I'll be away. And that has to do with first pick slot versus exactly. uh, last When pick. I'm home, I get selection, and you can prep for that. You yeah. know that I can go in and say, okay, we're going to be first pick against Fnatic tomorrow. Mm. How do we want to play this? And when you're away, you know the other team has it, and then you're forced to prep for both sides. But that makes sense. I, there are scenarios in these BO1 groups where a team will have, like, they'll lose six coin tosses. And it's very difficult. You're, you're preparing for two game plans for every single game instead of knowing you have some control. I think that's a pretty simple solution for a lot of the problems, yeah. as long as you know what to prepare for. Personally, I like the two-game series, ideally, with one group of with all the teams, but mm. I know that is not very realistic to ask every player to play 30 games. Yeah. Um, so two groups of eight, two-game series, 15 games per team. Is that true? No. Yeah. 14 games per team. That I feel like that could be doable within three four days the downside is from a tournament organized perspective that you have a lot of matches going on at the same time and for people at home it is not that easy to follow there's no story in there well, well the, the last day their story well there you say that but at the same time there was uh we followed gru one group on the mainstream mm. and that group is easy to follow because it is a double elimination bracket so it's like it's easy to to have a story and weave a story into the, into that for the teams, but with a two game series, it's like okay, game's over, they tied. All right, next. Mm. Well, I think Bo ones solve that in a way. Mm. If you want to just keep it simple, um, sure. If you ran two streams like we did here, I believe you'd actually have less total games. Um, personally, I've always loved the sixteen team. Everyone plays everybody once. 
from a TI past. Yeah. I, it's crazy. It's hectic, but yeah. like, it's it's just kind of beautiful in a way that you there's so much Dota and there's so the, many best of ones this, though. This, this the thing though. As a team, as a as a human being that's given their life to Dota, you go up and you play 15 teams and you come out you know three and 12. You can't blame anyone but yourself. You you got a fair shake sure. and you lost. Sure. You don't get that same feeling if say you lose to uh, to Secret, and then uh, I don't know lose to Fnatic, and True. then you watch them play in the finals. You don't feel like you got a fair shake. The same way, uh, like using Pain as an example, maybe they just couldn't beat Nip. They're even as the winners, right? Nip, you feel kind of dirty beating Pain because. They're not good. You beat them 4-0. You had to beat one team. Now you're upper bracket. No problems. Like, it 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 removes a bit of the competitive. I don't want to say fairness because you know all formats are fair. It's just the the game, as a player, you feel slighted. Yeah, that's just very simple, and and it's understandable too. And I'm sure that uh, that they feel that way. Just uh, it's a shame that they're. Well, for this event, it will be like that. I'm very curious to see what kind of formats future majors bring because that will be that will have a big impact. Mm-hmm. Being 16th, like double the DPC points, which um, we talked a little bit about it at a panel at some point because Pain is a team that will probably make it to every major because yeah. they are just the top of their region mm. and they will continue to be the top of their region for a while longer, I think. So they'll get DPC points. The question is, will they get enough? They'll, they might just be on the edge purely due to formatting. Yeah. And but you know that's a good point because maybe they get the easy group next time, maybe they're the ones that get a. We've seen Pain take big series. You know they're a team that does much better on stage, which mm-hmm. is another argument about format, which is just to maximize the amount of time players get on stage and yep. specifically days off. Like forward gaming's in the losers bracket. This is another we didn't even touch on this, and I'm sure we're running out of time. But forward gaming played for 15 hours. <laughs> they played the first game of the day, the third series of the day, and the fourth series. You might play nine games in a day. Like Alliance did on Sunday. Yeah. And then the <laughs> next day, you're in your BO1 elimination. This yeah. doesn't provide you opportunity to play your best Dota. And that's what I want to see when I watch a tournament. The best teams playing the best Dota possible yeah. may the better team win. Yeah, I agree. And I think at the moment, the formats are mostly catered towards having the best finals possible. Yes. Rather than the best matches possible or best mm. tournament possible if you will so yeah there's definitely there's a lot of improvement possible but it's also it is difficult because obviously we're talking about it from a from a talent and player perspective and as a tournament organizer you only have the hotel for a couple for a mm-hmm. couple of days you know you're limited with budget and with funding and all that so that is a tricky one though there ideally we would have just have infinite money and time to yeah play over and over just like if you do have tiebreakers you know just play the same matches over and over and if it doesn't come out on that day we'll just continue the next day yeah. it's on uh, it's unfortunately that that's never going to happen either well unfortunate hey, it's probably fortunate we could do uh i'm always down for bo3 groups too mm-hmm. um you know obviously event coverage plays a role in the way an organization would create their bracket their format yeah. but there's nothing that says you need to have some crazy production to your point follow yeah. one group Follow a one line, yeah. right? But everything else, you just need some casters. Back in the day, you just have a couple guys with a laptop. They hop in games and they talk about them. We I don't mean, need to do anything crazy. Obviously, I've, I probably am not the person to say this, but having one best of one series and one best of three series a day as a caster seems like a pretty luxury life to me. Yeah. <laughs> I, when there were used to be days where you casted like 
way more than that. I'm not even yeah. going to mention hours because it's been crazy. Actually, one thing that I think we st still should mention if we're talking about format and we do have a little bit of time is double elimination versus single elimination. I think the answer is easy, but I feel like we touched up on it anyway. Double elimination is the way to go for Dota 2. Yeah, 100%. There's just no real way to make an argument against it. It mm -hmm. is certainly more dramatic in yeah. single elim, but I just again point to how easy it is to steal games, how underdog stories consistently are narratives mm -hmm. in our tournaments, and it's just because of the nature of the game. It's where everyone's so even when it comes to skill nowadays. There's a couple of real superstars that are capable of taking over by themselves, but you know that Nippy G series is a great example. Sumail and EG just dominated that first game, but Nip out-strategized and outplayed them in yep. two and three, and they won. That was a big upset. I think they were like four-to-one underdogs, if you listen to the community. Yep. Obviously, they don't know anything, but still, that yeah. was a big shift. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And, you know, it's a matter of rock, paper, scissors. Not uh, It's not linear. If one person beats another and the other person beats the other as well, that means that the other is better than... Well, you get what, mm. I, what I mean anyway. Yeah, well, it's... Uh, yeah. It's not... The thing in Dota, the better team doesn't always win. Exactly. And just because you win two out of three, it doesn't mean you'd win 51 out of 100, which is why I always advocate more games, it's more better. days, more Dota. Let's have a month-long tournament. Yay. <laughs> You're taking it to the extreme. All right, all right, right. Well, I feel like our opinion is pretty uh, in sync here. And uh, that was it for this episode of Anecdotes. Excellent. All right, thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.